What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Hey, it's Carla Marie. Welcome to Side Hustlers. Right now, it's just me and you. Before we get this week's guests on, I wanted to do a little recap of the previous Side Hustlers podcast and kind of let you know what's going on with all the people we've heard about already because they are all making insane moves. Um, And I wanted to also give you some messages that I hear from different people who have listened to the podcast, like this one from Kristen. Kristen said, just wanted to send you some love for your Side Hustlers podcast. Whenever there's a new one, I can't wait to listen. 
listen. And when it's over, I get a little sad because I can't get enough. Thank you very much. She said, after hearing all of these stories of people doing their passions, I have started the process of opening my own business. I've been taking notes of the apps they use. Thanks for asking them what they use. It's super informative. Good to know. She also says, on the most recent podcast with Alex, Alex was um, the creator of Valley and Rose Flower Truck here in Seattle, she heard that Alex met her boyfriend in Vegas. I could relate to her so much because I met my Canadian boyfriend also in Vegas. I reached out to her to ask if she could tell me her story about the process of moving to the States, trying to convince my boyfriend to move to Ohio with me, and after hearing her process, might make things a little scary and less little less scary and less confusing in terms of paperwork and whatnot. She gave me her number and will be in touch soon. How freaking cool is that? I love that. Even if it's not a side hustler thing, just finding people that relate to you, it's amazing. And Kristen said, thanks for creating such a fantastic podcast with the nicest humans. I couldn't agree more. I don't know if it's fantastic, but the the people that I've been talking to, they're inspiring me to do things. And and we'll get more into that maybe in a few episodes when I have updates. But I did want to say that Alex from Valley and Rose Flower Truck, since I have spoken to her, has put in her two weeks at her day job, and she's about to make her side hustle, Valley and Rose Flower Truck, her everyday job, which I'm pumped about because I can go get flowers on a Wednesday if I want now. So that's really cool. I will keep you updated when that officially happens. Uh, Andrew Coleman-Smith, you remember him. He's my friend, the YouTuber who is doing all of the Orange Theory classes with his Fat Tuesday videos. He has linked up with Andrea Michelle, the photographer, who I also had on the podcast. They are doing a shoot. I'm actually also doing a shoot with Andrea, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Adriana from Little Words Project. I finally freaking met her in person. Um, I'm sad that we live on opposite coasts because she's amazing. I met her entire team. I went to their uh, office in New Jersey when I was back there visiting my family. They've got a new line out, so check them out, Little Words Project. And obviously, uh, promo code Carla Marie always hooks you up. And Tata, my friend from This Is Magazine, launched the summer edition of This Is Magazine. It's all about our bodies. I'm in there writing about my boob job. So you can check it out, thisismag.com. The Roosevelt's, my friends, John and Steve, we learned about their clothing company and how they, you know, they started from the bottom and now they're everywhere. They officially signed a contract with MLB which means they can make different MLB shirts, and that's going to be really freaking cool to get that licensing. Excited to see more of that. They're also being sold in stores all around America now, and if you have a store or know someone who owns a store and you would want to carry their stuff, let me know. I will help you get in touch with them. I heard from Elise in Oregon who uh, purchased Monday Dieter shirt. MondayDieter.com was my friend Nicole who has a blog about um, dieting on Mondays, but it's all about our bodies and and health and and whatnot, so you can still get that shirt, MondayDieter.com. And Ronnie my brother from Elvis Duran in the morning show. We had him on to talk about his million and a half side hustles. He has since left Elvis Duran in the morning show for a job in Washington, D.C. doing production for NPR. I'm so unbelievably happy for him. I know this is something he's kind of wanted for a while. And who would have thought that someone from Elvis' show could work for NPR? I mean, none of us did. So that's amazing. And speaking of Elvis, the man who kind of started it all for me, he shouted out this podcast on the air this week. They were talking about um, side hustles on the air, and he and the, the team mentioned side hustlers. So love them. And lastly, thank you to Houston, who edits this podcast for me now every week. It has been a huge help having him do that. 
that. So thank you. And I guess I have made my Side Hustlers podcast his side hustle. So Houston, thank you. And thank you to you for listening. You can always find me on Instagram. Send me a message at the Carla Marie. Okay, so with that said, we've heard all the awesome stuff about everyone and their side hustle, and I love keeping up with everyone, but got to introduce you to this week's Side Hustler slash Side Hustlers. We've got two things going on, kind of. I've got Stephanie and Liana here. Hi, guys. Hi. So they're not actually here. We're FaceTiming. I know. I wish I could have you guys here, but you're in Connecticut right now? Connecticut, yeah. Yep. I saw the 203 area code. That's that's how I knew. I was like, okay, they're in Connecticut. So East Coast, West Coast, I love this. But today's uh, side hustle that I'm going to talk to you guys about is different, way different um, than a lot of the other people I've talked to. And this is something that is kind of near and dear to my heart, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But you guys, um, well, Stephanie specifically, you have Empowered Girls Rise, and Liana worked with you on a workbook for girls, and we're going to get more into that. But... Let's talk about what your regular day jobs are. So, Stephanie, and uh, Stephanie, your last name is, I just wanted to so people know who you guys are, Stephanie Labonte and Liana, if I butcher it, you can fix it, Liana Asangaris. Uh Yeah, close, Assangeris. Assangeris. <laughs> That's why I have you guys here, so you can help me out. So, Stephanie, your day job is you're a teacher. Yeah, I'm a high school teacher. So, I work in a high school. I've been teaching there for over a decade. Wow. Um and yeah, and I won Teacher of the Year in 2017. Which is insane. Really yeah. Congratulations. So, um, my passion, and I actually teach in the high school that I went to. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, luckily, I feel like Liana's learning things about you as this podcast goes on. I love yeah. it. And Liana, your day job is you're a social worker for teens. Yes. How did I have a private practice, and I specialize in helping depressed, anxious teens. And how did the two of you link up? So we linked up by um, a Facebook messenger. We were introduced by a mutual friend. Cool. And, um, and she said, it would be really cool if you guys work together somehow. So Leanna and I talked like over the, like during one of those crazy snow days in Connecticut. Yes. You know, like we cancel school all the time. Of course. So we talked over a crazy snow day. We said, oh, we'll get back to each other. And we never did until about about three months ago and then we met at a starbucks and mm. it just seemed like perfect and we said all right well let's start and we we came up with a name and we just went with it okay so when did empowered girls rise start so empowered girls rise started five years ago in my classroom and yeah explain actually what it is and why you started empowered girls rise so I started um, five years ago in my classroom, and the reason why I started it was because my students um, were bullying each other online. It's crazy. And there was a lot of cyberbullying, a lot of um, fights in school because of that cyberbullying. And in fact, um, I, I'm in a high minority school, so I have a school who is mostly Hispanic, Black, and then very small amount, um, it's inner city. So basically, or urban school district. And basically what was happening was is that the um, the girls were fighting each other and they were not and they weren't feeling safe in school, safe to come to school. So absenteeism was high wow. and kind of thing. So what I just thought that I could do is as a teacher, I said to myself, like, how can I let this go on? Like, I have to be the solution. Yeah. For these like, I need to step up and be the solution. So um, I that's when Empowered Girls Rise came about. So about five years ago. Um, I had gathered these 30 girls in my classroom and I invited Gladys Wright, who was a NAACP former president. So cool. And she like came in 
and told the story of the girls. And at the end of the presentation, um, she said to the girls, um, well, the, one of the girls said to me, Miss, she was so cool because they call me Miss. Mm. Um, Miss, she was so cool. And I don't know why she would want to come and talk to us. That's so sad. And so like my heart broke yeah. into like a thousand pieces, of course. And I said, and I said to myself, like, it, it's, it was like my mission to prove to them that everybody wants to talk to them. Right. That, that they're worth it. Yes. It's crazy that you talk about how there was so much drama with social media in school. There's so many times and all my friends talk about this. We all talk about it together. I am so grateful that I didn't have social media in high school because that could make that can make or break your entire high school experience. One stupid comment can ruin everything. And I see it with my nieces in school and, and all the drama that's going on. It's like high school's hard enough. You don't need this. And, and just growing up is difficult enough you don't need something else but when you started empower girls rise uh, rise and you had gladys uh speak to the kids what was the next step and what kind of i guess how did you create your mission statement and that whole plan so basically what happened was um after gladys talked to the girls in the classroom the girls movement rallies don't look like they look like now okay so the girls movement rallies are much bigger so now they are um, huge conference style events for girls and it includes um, hands-on workshops for girls it includes a keynote speaker usually somebody pretty prolific um like i said adriana of the little words project yeah i want to get more into that yeah for yeah. sure yeah so she was a, one of the keynote speakers um you, there's a panel discussion usually on um, ambition for girls, gender equity, those kinds of things. And then there's um, like a networking power hour where the girls can take pictures with the with the panelists. That's and cool. it's really nice because that's when they can really sit and talk to the women. And an unintended side effect of the girls movement rallies was that the women were really empowered. And they oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I started to build these communities and it actually really helped shape like how girls feel felt about themselves and that kind of thing and it really took off so do you uh have girls that are not just from your high school now or is it still just in the school where you are no there are girls um i have girls in the other state and we've been working with colleges and i do workshops wow. in the community as well that's yeah. amazing so that first i guess class of girls five years ago I'm, I'm assuming some of them have graduated and gone to college at this point yes yes they do you have. hear back from them I do all the time because they were my former cheerleaders. So I was oh, a cheerleader. awesome. So I thought like, in, I mean, social media was like rampant. Yeah. <laughs> Back, it still is. It still is. But... And, and Leanna makes a really great point. Like when I we first, when I first met her, she talked about like social media and how the girls can't go home without their social media. It's true. Like we used to go home and just. You know, like we used to go home and I should talk so, more to it. So, yeah, one of the big differences that I see working with the teens and especially with the girls is you used to be able to detach. You used to be able to detach mm -hmm. from school. You used to be able to detach from the pressures of your peer life. And today, teens can't do that. No, it you is, take the drama home with you. Yep. It's in their pocket. It is everywhere they go. Oh. And so they have peer pressure at school and they have it in their pocket in school. It's not even just the classroom that they're in. And then they go home and it's there. There's social media and the bullying and it's a sometimes a subtle bullying and sometimes it's an outright bullying and it's everywhere they go. It is under their pillow when they're sleeping at mm -hmm. night. It's 
first thing they see when they wake up in the morning. There's no sense of being able to detach from that. There's no turning off their brain. There's no relaxing and that impacts their self-esteem, that impacts anxiety, that impacts their ability to sleep, it impacts their ability to focus in school wow. and education. And so you're seeing rates of anxiety and depression and coming home after their first year at college or not going to college at all. They're all just skyrocketing. Yeah. So one of the things Stephanie and I were talking about right before we started rolling was that I've I'm an, obviously an adult and I see this stuff happening to me as an adult from other adults. And and I've said so many times that I'm lucky that I just don't care. I am at a point where I if I'm insecure about something, that's my own problem. I'm not I'm in the industry I'm in because I'm confident. So if someone tries to attack that, I can laugh it off or just understand that they've got a problem. It's not my problem. But a 16-year-old girl or a 14 or even younger-year-old girl can't. And I remember years ago, I I actually broke down after someone said something to me. And it wasn't because of what they said to me. I thought, there's a kid in their room somewhere who has someone in their school saying this to them. And they don't have the support group that I have. And that kid is alone in their room reading this. Like, what are they feeling? And I always wondered, I'm like, how are we going to fix this? So I'm glad you guys <laughs> together have figured it out because I just want to spread this to girls everywhere. I want to help make this, you know, as big as possible. And is that your plan? Is that what you want to be able to Because obviously you're in Connecticut. So how are you going to reach all of the girls in America and everywhere? So one way is through our book okay. that we're doing. So um, that's one way. Um, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But another way that I do is I scale my business um, through other women um, as well. So other women and other like I have a woman in Pennsylvania, one in California right now, one in Florida, and I train them how to throw girls movement rallies in their own state. We need to do that in Washington. I will yeah. do it. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. So that's I cool. basically do that. And then, um, and then that's how we spread, um, empowered girls rise. But another way that we're going to do that is through our book. So we have a workbook for girls that's going to be available on August 3rd and that's going to be our training for our summer camp. We're doing a week summer camp in Connecticut in Watertown, Connecticut. And, um, we're going to be using the book, but the book is going to be available for all girls. It's called Girl Confident, Discover Your Most Confident Self. Okay, so you can always go to empoweredgirlsrise.com, obviously, to check out everything that's going on. But is that where it's going to be available for people to buy? Um, yes, it will be available on the website, but it will also be available on Amazon as an EPUB and a regular um, workbook that they can purchase. Okay. But they can also contact us, and we can do signed copies and stuff like that. Cool. So how did the two of you work together on creating a workbook like what kind of i don't even know what goes into that we when we first met and we were planning the girl confident summer intensive mm -hmm. um you know looking at what is it that we really think that girls need that's going to help them feel more confident and you know one of the number one things is that girls become uh like risk aversive uh girls are pleasers and you know the more they feel like they need to please and be perfect the less risk they're willing to take and as we were kind of looking at different hands-on activities and different messages we can do in that hands-on intensive for our five-day um, summer intensive we were looking at there's so many more 
things that we want them to be able to do. There's only so much you can fit in there. Um, with the idea of finding your authentic self and, you know, changing your limited beliefs in your story. And so as we just kept kind of writing our ideas down, um, we thought, well, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have like a journal for them? So the workbook is, um, is meant for girls to discover their most confident self. So there, there's a lot of activities in there and guided activities for them to discover that, because what we believe is that some of the stories that they tell themselves aren't true. Oh, I 100% believe that. Yeah. So are they fact or are they not fact? Wow. Um, so a lot of us, so what, what we believe is that their stories don't necessarily have to define them. They could, they could take that story and they can make themselves um, believe something more positive and believe in themselves and have a sense of purpose, which is really, um, which is really like what my company is, as I felt like girls, if girls had a sense of purpose, if they had a mentor, if they had somebody in their corner, someone to believe in them, then they would really be inspired and and have a drive. So Liana, as uh, you know, with your background as a social worker, how does that tie into the book? I'm assuming there are certain activities and things that you know specifically, okay, this is how I can get them to, you know, say this or think this or bring this out of them. So, so much of the work that I do, especially working with the teen population is looking at self-compassion and how to rewrite, rephrase your narrative. And, you know, a lot of a misnomer um, often in my field is, you know, the idea of positive self-talk. And if I wake up and I say, you know, I'm just, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to tell myself that I feel good about myself, that that's going to make this work. And we want to really shift the idea to how can I have compassion for myself? How can I be kind to myself when I'm not feeling well? How can I validate myself and really look at what is my story? What am I telling myself that doesn't feel good? And know that it's okay that I have these feelings. It's okay that I don't feel great all the time. It's okay that I'm imperfect. And not everything I think and feel is a fact. Wow. And that I can create distance in those things and be kind to myself when I'm thinking and feeling them. But that doesn't make it true. I can take risks. I can struggle through, you know, feeling bad. And as I struggle through this, as I feel failure, as I you know, feel anxious, then I begin to find my confidence that I know that I can do it. I can feel successful, um, that I didn't succeed. I think we need this for adults. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Well, so Leanna and I, our dream for our company is that we will eventually go and do trainings for teachers and trainings for parents. Leanna already does trainings for parents and I sometimes do uh, um, different PDs like for teachers and stuff like that. So um, part of Girl Confident, we do like, um, part of um, Empowered Girls Rise, we do the Girl Leadership Series. So that Girl Leadership Series can be taught to teachers. That's amazing. I can teach them to to basically um, do girl leaders in their school. That's cool. And then girl girl confident is going to be the same thing. Parents don't know necessarily how to, um, how to talk to their teens or how to deal with them. So I know Leanna does a lot of work in that area as well. Oh, I I can't even imagine what it's like now having a teenage daughter, a kid at all, but really a daughter, especially with the world of social media, you don't want them to, to not 
be connected to the world because you don't want them to fall behind the rest of their peers, but you also don't want to just give them the whole world. So I don't know how you guys, is that something you also work with parents on, like physically technology and explain that to them? Yeah, so I so Leanna does a bunch of work on that too, but I have a free principle and Empower Girls Rise. So they parents can go there and download my free principle. Cool. And basically it's five ways to have a conversation to keep your daughter safe online. That's amazing. So that's like an easy way that you could talk to your daughter, but Leanna does more in-depth work, I think, and she has quick tips online at Mindful Healing. Mindful is that your so your website is mindfulhealing.com? It's mindfulhealingllc.com. There we go. Um, and at my Facebook page, I do a lot of videos that are like quick tips for parents and they range from anything about validation to, you know, handling social media. And one of the first questions I often get is, is about social media. How much is too much? How old should my child be? Do you take the phone away at night? And the difficulty is there's not always a solid answer um as to right or wrong to a lot of those questions but it's about how you have the conversations and mm-hmm. you know, teaching you know you want to teach teens is how to make decisions you want to have conversations that ask them to learn problem solving you know and, and ask them you know what do you think would be a good way to handle this and you know is what do you think do you think that having your phone after 10 is impacting your sleep I'm do you sure. think it's yes. more like better <laughs> for you you know, to turn it off? Or do you think it'd be better for you if we kept it downstairs and ask them open-ended questions so they're part of the discussion okay? rather than always just telling them? And so we have a lot of conversations because a lot of times for parents, what seems intuitively helpful and what comes from really well-intended places, you know, teens interpret their perception is different and it can create anxiety for them or it can send them a message that they interpret as as harmful and impacts their self-worth as a teacher too like my classroom management is all about choices so like do you do they think that that's a good choice why or why not and that kind of thing and as a teacher obviously i'm trained to do that but of course. for a parent not so much there's no training manual to be a mom. There I have should a be. Four-year-old. There's no training manual to be a mom. So it's really like us getting our message out there about having parents talk to their teens, especially their teen girls, yeah. is really important for us. That's amazing. Uh, you, What you guys are doing is something that is so unbelievably needed right now. And I, I love it so much. But there are those boys and girls who are just quote unquote too cool for school and that is the best way to explain it. i see it in my own nieces and their friends it's how do you get through to those kids who i'm sure have said oh that's stupid i'm not going to that rally or i don't want to do this whatever how do you how do you break them so i guess when there's a teen that particularly doesn't want to do something um like number one is to not if it's if it's a rally like something like a rally like don't force them to do it but you could always like suggest and talk to them about it and i usually let them sit with it a few days and eventually they might begrudgingly say whatever so a story comes to mind at my last uh, girls movement rally there was a girl who said like i just don't want to be here whatever okay. and um and actually it was adriana and i who sat with her at the at the end of the rally and we said, why was it that like you, so we had her like help us, like help us clean yeah. up. 
bracelets and all that stuff and we were talking to her and we were like why don't you like the girls movement really like have that questioning with her and she was like well it's because um well it was because like i didn't have anyone that i really identified with and you know what i mean like she identified as like um she identified as like being too cool for it or huh. like feel like she needed it so we really got to the bottom and she actually by the end she was smiling and she said to us like thanks for coming thanks for taking the time to talk wow. to me because she we i mean otherwise we would have just left her alone right but she does so we even though she wasn't showing um any progress in the workshops she actually needed that one-on-one -on -one time with us absolutely so adriana is adriana uh carrig from little words project she was obviously uh one of my side hustlers i've known her for years she has little words project which is um those bracelets that have empowering and inspiring words on them and her whole thing is nice girl gang so it's really actually it's perfect that you guys kind of came together and you had her at a rally how did you guys link up so we linked up because there's a local jeweler here marie's jewelry and um she was coming to do a trade show cool. at marie's jewelry, and um and don who uh is one of the um one of the the managers at Marie's said to me, Hey, um, I said, I actually emailed her in the middle of the night and I said, I've read this girl's website, the words project. Like I need to meet her. Is there any way you could hook us up? And she goes, she's coming up to do a trade show in a month. And I go, Oh my God, please, please, please. Yeah. Don, I'll do something. And she's like, she's like, Stephanie, no problem because she knows the work that I do. Yeah. And she really like was like, okay, yeah, you can talk to her. And Adriana came and she talked about bullying, how she was bullied. Her story is bullied for like years. Years, yeah. Years. And um, she came out of it and she's so, so successful now. Like just successful because she's so nice and kind and generous and giving. I finally just met her in person. I've known her for over five years. Finally just met her in person last weekend. And you're right. And obviously you get that vibe from her through Instagram and, and me chatting with her on the phone and whatnot and FaceTime. But in person, she does have this uh, such a good vibe that you you feed off of. So when you had told me that she was she spoke at one of your conferences, it was like, oh, if if Adriana did it, then I know this is legit. So she's she's got that. Not that I didn't think you were, but, you know, she's you've branded yourself well is basically what, I, what I'm trying to say. And um, I'm super excited for you guys. And the fact that you two have linked up uh, Liana and Stephanie together to even, you know, further this. It's so smart and it's so important to network and and have a, other Sorry, guys, badass women in your in your lives. Guys are great, too. But in this sense, obviously, it's about girls and women. Um, but this camp that you're talking about, is this the first camp you guys are doing? So, yeah, it's the first one we're doing. Um, and we have our workbook all ready to go. Cool. And really excited. And, and I guess it, we started this returning to school emotionally strong because we we are like I know for myself, I was sick before going to school. Yeah. Throw up like I would be have a lot of anxiety. Like I, when I was older, like I remember like having stomach pains like, before class. Yeah, so we thought that we could give girls the tools, and I feel like if I had those tools today, I would definitely be so much better in school. Oh, absolutely! You just kind of kick it off as being a badass, I guess. Basically, <laughs> I'm assuming you don't use that word at camp, but <laughs> we. I mean, it's awesome. Why not? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs>
And I mean, our dream, like the dream of my company and Leanna shares this with me is that in the future, it's that Sheryl Sandberg future from Lean yes. In. And it's the, in the future, there'll be no female leaders. There'll only be leaders. That's amazing. So, so we yeah. need to teach more girls to step up, be confident, speak out, say what they want, say, speak their truth. And no, Leanna has a great thing that she says about being imperfect, about how you say that um, girls should accept themselves as imperfect, right? Um, I'm not really sure what you're referring to, but <laughs> I love, love you guys. Specific quote, but uh, but yes, I do. I talk a lot about you know being okay to be imperfect and just accepting yourself the way that you are. Going back to the the female leader thing, it's funny because I always uh, I struggle with the phrase "girl boss," and I never did. I was always like, "Yeah, I'm a girl boss. That's awesome." And then I read somewhere once it was like, "Why are we calling girls girl bosses? You don't say boy boss. You just say that's my boss." And I even talked to Adriana about this because they do have a bracelet that says "girl boss," and I, in that sense, I do get it. You know, it, it's it's feminine and and whatnot, but. Do you think that's similar to the whole female leaders thing or are you do you use that word within like the workbook and things like that at your uh, rallies? Um, no, I really don't use that word like really at all, because the main like the main vision is that there'll be no female leaders like we're only leaders. And so I don't really ever say like I'm a girl boss or that kind of thing. But I know people do and they find pride in it. And of it course. Is and it is great, but I find like, I love that there, there are communities being built where oh. the girls are go like the more, the more people rise each other up, the better it's going to be. So I, I think like, I should say that I went to this embrace ambition summit in New York and met Tori Birch, which was the highlight cool. of my year. Um, but in that summit, there was a woman there, a scientist from Columbia, a social scientist. And she said, our brains just don't think um, of gender the way that, it, that we think of gender. So it's not really anybody's fault. And the only way to really move forward and empower girls is to like support each other, first of all. And another thing that you should do is tell girls and this is one of our main things is tell girls that they're important, that they can do it, that there's nothing wrong with them if they fail. Because a lot of times girls think that there's something wrong with them. Right. They can't do a problem or they can't do a certain subject in school. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just they have to try again. So sometimes they fail and then won't try again. Ugh. It's really important that girls like believe in themselves and know it's okay to fail. Like it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to fail. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's so important. Liana, do you see, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, do you see because of things like empowered girls rise and maybe the me too movement and women banding together within your work, say over the last year to two years, have you seen a difference in how girls are, I guess, acting towards other females or just overall their, just how they feel about themselves because of these social movements? Uh, I haven't seen it within my practice. Um, you know, statistically so far, rates are continuing for confidence, you know, to still plummet for girls. I think they they reach their peak confidence at age eight or nine, and it, they don't rebound from that. And that's not true for boys. You know, boys continue to increase in their confidence, and boys continue to take risks, and boys don't as 
often as girls um, associate their failure with their value. Hmm. Uh, and that's not to say that they never uh, do or that it's still not a struggle for them, but it's not uh, often as deep of an impact from um, what a lot of the research out there says. And, you know, and so a lot of what I continue to see in my practice, but that's a small number and, you know, in water, yeah. Connecticut, right, of course, um, is, you know, especially so I work with middle school and high school girls this is my predominant age range um, that, you know, they're constant inner critic um, feeling yeah. like everybody is judging them. And, you know, and that is increasing their rates of anxiety, this fear of going to school, high school avoidance rates, you know, they're, and they want to, they want to go to school, they want to get on that bus, and then they can't, it is crippling. Mm. And they go one of two ways, they go into this high overachiever perfectionism of, I have to achieve, I have to, and they're missing out on their social life, they're missing out on doing other things, they feel horrible about themselves if they get, you know, a 95 Jeez. instead of a hundred or they are crippled by depression and anxiety and that inner critic. And then they can't go. It's hard for them to get out of their room. It's hard for them to make a, you know, a phone call to ask for help or, you know, to, to get on the school bus. And even if they make it on, they might not make it in the door. Wow. So I'm assuming you take everything that you know that you just told me that I did not even know really at all and use that at these rallies and within the workbook. And it's so amazing how the two of you have taken these two worlds and put them together because I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure people have done it before, but I love this and I think it's so smart. It's crazy, but it's it's amazing. We definitely feel good about it. And we feel like really excited, especially like for the workbook for girls that we're able to reach so many girls because obviously Leanna and I can't replicate ourselves like 3,000 times, but right. we could, I mean, we could teach other people, can try. <laughs> we can do education, but like we need, um, but one of the big things is that we're able to like give it to other girls so that they can like help themselves. So when is the book coming out? It's officially coming out August 3rd. Okay. So August 3rd, it will be available on Amazon. So they can look on both of our websites, but Girl Confident will also have its own website coming Amazing. Out. Okay, cool. So August 3rd, 2018. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. Could be in two years. Could be, I could be 90 when you're listening to the podcast. I don't know. But so then the book is out if that's the case. But obviously this is a side hustle for the two of you. That is the whole point of this podcast as a teacher and a mom and how do you guys find the time to plan something like a rally and make a book? Like, where do you get that time? So <laughs> I, I guess for me is I am an early bird. Okay. I call myself a lark. So I'm up usually at like anywhere from four 30 to five every morning. And I do some work before work. And then I also do work like on the weekends and then at uh, like late at night after my kids go to bed. So usually they go to bed around eight and I'm able to get at least two hours of work done. Cool. I feel like I feel like if anyone can do it, like I'm doing it. So I feel like anyone could do it. Yeah, like, that, that's amazing. Spend, yeah, you can spend three hours a day. I think that's normally what I spend about three hours a day doing whatever I need to do. That's crazy. Not and crazy in a good way. And Liana, same for you. How do, I mean, you have a practice. Where do you find the time to do this? 
Um, my, my schedule is the opposite. So, you know, working with teens, I work into the evening. So I have a few hours before I start seeing clients okay. um, that I work in the morning. Um, and then I'm, I'm a night owl. And so <laughs> that's funny. after I get home and I spend a little time, you know, I relax and eat dinner and then I have a few hours and late into the evening and I stay up, you know, probably much later at night and then the house is quiet and I can really be alone and focus and I do my best work then. I love what you guys are saying that, you know, you do find the time. If you want to do this, you'll make the time. And I've been hearing that from a lot of people saying, I listen to your podcast and I realize, like, I'm just dragging my butt. You know, if, if you guys, what you two are doing right now, there's people listening that are thinking, wow, they are changing lives with just a few hours of a day. Why not? Why not start? It's it's a, you know, that just that first step, though, I'm sure was scary for you guys of saying, OK, I want to actually do this. Yeah, it was it was pretty scary because because you I mean you when you first do it you're like can I actually pull this off yeah and then like you do like you do it's it's pretty amazing that you do it's it's about you know you trust the process and it's Mm -hmm. about doing what you ask the girls to it's you take the risk and you trust that if it doesn't work that I will be okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I that yeah. is smart too. Like what you're telling these girls, you also have to live by this too. You don't just get to tell them. You have to live this life. You have to live by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a big thing for me is I want to be a role model for my girls. Like I that's my big why. Like I'm so grateful for them and I want my girls to grow up in a world where they feel empowered, where they can be anything they want to be because we say that to girls all the time. Mm-hmm. They can be anything they want to be, but we haven't broken like the president's office or we haven't broken some of the highest um Mm -hmm. like there's only so many female ceos and i think warren buffett has like a great thing a a great um quote where he says he feels like we've only been using like about 30 percent of the world's power in women and he's very excited for the future because he feels like so many women are going to step up and become um leaders yeah it's exciting and you guys right now though it's wild to think but you are teaching and you are working with those leaders those are the the girls that are going to turn into women who are going to run these organizations we're going to work for them (laughs) that's the truth yeah and one thing i always ask everyone and i don't even know if i warned you guys i was going to ask this or not what app do you guys use and you can't say instagram obviously because that's also part of the problem here anyway but what apps do you use whether it's planning a rally or maybe liana working with um you know the teens you could you know you could take something from social work we'll totally accept that it doesn't have to be workbook or it doesn't have to be the rally just in your lives what app helps you with your side hustle and your your or your day job okay so mine is google calendar okay like would not be without my Google Calendar. And I actually ditched my to-do list like um, maybe about two months ago. Really? And I actually, instead of like when I think of something I have to do, I automatically schedule it in my Google Calendar. You know, I started doing this too. Yeah. And it changed my life. Same. It really made my my time more efficient. And people say like, oh, you can't highlight and color code because I'm like a highlighter and color coder. So in Google Calendar, you can highlight and color code. And then it keeps like Leanna and I really organized because I'm able to send her an invite. Like she's like, oh, we'll have a meeting on Tuesday. Great. I'll send you an invite. And I send her an invite and, boom. and then keep it on her calendar. I can keep it on mine. 
and it really keeps us organized and it keeps me, it keeps me like accountable. Yes. Like once something's on my calendar, it's like non-negotiable. No, like, same yeah. thing. And one thing that I noticed if going back to uh, the whole highlighting and whatnot, what I started doing was using either a bullet or an asterisk kind of to categorize, is it work? Is it my podcast? Is it personal like doctors and friends and whatnot and using different symbols on my calendar just to kind of break it up a little bit and give you that I guess bullet journal type feel that everyone's loving and same thing like highlighting and and whatnot so yeah I'm all about this this calendar life opposed to the to-do list but yeah it's awesome Liana what about you uh so I'm a calm app so I'm a big as I said I'm a practice what you preach um Teens can, they have like a fake meter. They can sense like bullshit. Yeah. And so I talk a lot, you know, my practice is called mindful healing, right? (laughs) I talk a lot about the importance of meditation, the importance of having a daily mindful practice. I'm a certified children and teens yoga instructor. Cool. We incorporate that. And if I'm not doing it on a regular basis and I go through periods where I practice less, they know it's harder for me to like, do like scripts for guided imagery and the teens they're not as engaged because i it doesn't like feel right when i'm doing it and i'm not as centered and so i'm a big fan of making sure that on a daily basis i am practicing some sort of meditation and relaxation for myself so that I can be focused and centered in session. I've I've heard from the Calm app. I think someone on the podcast has mentioned it, but a few friends have talked about it. And I've never kind of, I think it's on my phone, but I've never actually kind of like dove into it. But if you're telling me to do it, I am going to listen to you and I'm actually going to do it. Yeah, try it out. I would love to hear what you think about okay. it. It's uh, been a lifesaver for me, especially when I'm, feeling overwhelmed and have too much and I can just stop and take like even just two minutes in the middle of my day because it really it makes you much more productive if you are feeling calm and relaxed and you take a couple minutes to yourself. All right. So the Calm app and Google Calendar. I like this, ladies. You're just you're on track. It's like got to get done. I'm going to calm myself down and then keep going combined. I like what you're doing there. Um, so just so that everyone can make sure they know all the ways to find you guys. I want to talk about that. It's empoweredgirlsrise.com. So on that website, you've got everything. Obviously, you'll get updates about the book, um, but you can see your your different events that you have going on. It, it's amazing. And you said there's that um, packet parents can download as well for free on there, right? Yeah, right on my website, right on next to About Us, um, right underneath the mission statement, mm-hmm. there is a free principle that they can just download. They'll get like an email and it will come right to them. And it's just they can print it right off and it's pink, it's cute, okay. and they can just take it to their daughter. Like it's like it even gives them directions like what to do. Amazing. I love that. Finally, we have a parenting handbook. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and well, Liana. It's not the whole I, handbook. Right. At least for social media. Okay. At least. Perfect. And Liana, it's mindfulhealingllc.com if people want to check out your practice, correct? Yep. And yep. on Instagram, it's empowered underscore girls underscore rise. Yes, that's okay. it. All right. Awesome. So that's how you can find them. I'm like completely supportive of everything you guys are doing. So if there's anything I can do, let me know. And I am all on board for bringing this to Washington and, and doing this. I seriously am. I love it. That's great. So it's it, wonderful. 
if you think yeah. I'm good enough to be <laughs> whatever. I absolutely <laughs> think you're great enough to do it. Yeah. But guys, thank you. I know you obviously have crazy days. You've got kids and, and everything. I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this podcast. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.